When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yablet! Four goals to Ablett. Oh, Justin Madden's got the sit, one hand. to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Yes, it's that time of the week again when we reminisce when on behalf of Tobin Brothers we celebrate the football life and general life of some of its stars. Today's guest is just a ripper as usual. He's earned his stakes in both football and for this country playing 175 games for the Bombers. Three-time Premiership player, how about that? 133 consecutive games between 1946 and 1952, and this is still a record at Essendon. He played for the Big V. He was inducted into the Essendon Hall of Fame in 2012. And most importantly, he served for 22 months at World War II in Papua New Guinea and Bougainville. He is Jack Jones, and he joins me. Jack, what a life. You're nearly 90. Yes, nearly 90, Rex. I'm lucky to be here. Unfortunately, there's a lot of my mates still up on the islands, and uh, they died at uh, 19, 20, 21, 22. We were only a young battalion, so Antic Day is always a bit sad on that, on that occasion, but uh, I'm lucky enough to be still here. Before we uh, get to where you started off uh, in Ascot Vale, Jack, do you reckon uh, more than once you had your life flash be- before your very eyes and you thought, it's all over here? Uh, well, not really, Rex. It, we were, we were, I was in the infantry battalion and we were up front for a long time out of those 22 months in both New Guinea and Bougainville. But it was just like a job, actually. And uh, there was only once where we were in a bit of trouble and uh, luckily in Bougainville we had a... Uh, a tank behind us and they told us to fix bonus we're going over out of the trenches and uh, we didn't have to go out and we just had to stay there and they got within about 10 yards of us and uh, the tank opened up and otherwise I probably wouldn't be here like a lot of me mates who were with me. So one of the most famous uh, quotes of worlds of the, uh, uh, wars of the worlds came out of the American independence war when the bloke said we haven't got a lot of powder Keep your powder dry. Wait till you see the whites in their eyes. From 10 metres, Jack, you could nearly see the whites in their eyes. Well, yes, that's right. Well, that's the closest we ever got. We, we, we're in a lot of action, in, as I said, in both, both uh, countries. And uh, uh, that day, that, that was uh, the day that they told us to fix bayonets. And we thought, it would, well, this is the only time we thought, well, we're in trouble here. But in New Guinea, we never had tanks because the terrain was too hilly and too mountainy. 
in New Guinea, it was a lot flatter, and lucky enough, we had a, a tank behind us, and uh, that was wonderful. The legend of uh, Jack Jones is on display for everyone to hear right around the nation and, in fact, the world today. A legend at Windy Hill, inducted into the Essendon Hall of Fame. He is just a star. Where did it all start for you, Jack? Oh, my little birdie told me that Ascot Bale uh, CYMS was uh, your starting point, but it wasn't easy for Mum and Dad because you were one of six. Yeah, that's right, yes. I, I played with the uh, YCW, actually, wrestlers. It's a similar sort of competition, and uh, I was playing there until I was 18, and then I went into the RV in 1942 when I was 18 years old, and uh, then after a while... Uh, we went over overseas naturally, and uh, that's where the football started. And uh, after the war finished, uh, how I got to Essendon was that uh, uh, there was nothing to do on on Bargainville at the time. We were waiting for a ship to come home, and it was four months before we actually got home. And we played football, and they played rugby, and they had athletic carnivals and things like that to keep us occupied, because there was no shops, or the the, the island was just torn apart by shells and everything like that, the trees and that. And uh, when I got home, my mother said to me, uh, there's three letters there for you, Jack. They look like they're from football clubs. Mm. And one was from Williamstown, one from Brunswick, and uh, one from Essendon. And when I saw the Essendon one, I said, well, who'd want to talk to me? And I nearly went through the the roof when I I opened the letter. They were 14-foot sealers in my mother's lounge room I was in, and... uh, and it was from Essendon, and I thought, my God, I'm going to go up and train with the great Dick Reynolds. Well, uh, and in those days, uh, uh, Jack, you know, sides like Williamstown and Brunswick, they were in the VFA, but goodness me, the VFA was a tough, tough, rugged, high-class competition back then. They played Saturday afternoons as well. Yeah, that's right, and uh, my father was born in Williamstown, so I was a very, very keen Williamstown supporter, and when sometimes they played on a Sunday and I'd venture out to watch, watch them at even Paran and that's uh, from Ascot Vale. And, uh, and I went up to Wesson and uh, went up and uh, Bill Pearce, the chapter played in the uh, 1946 Premiership side with me. He was in the centre. He was in the army. We got home a little bit earlier and he, he played about the last six or seven games and uh, he told me all about what to do with that. He said, don't come up early for the practice matches because you want to play with with the players that played last year, and if you go all right, well, I'll look at you again. So <laughs> Now, let's get back to 1933 when you were just eight, and you actually saw the great and late Dick Reynolds uh, play for the first time. As an eight-year-old, uh, he must have had a certain impression on, impression on you, Jack, because you couldn't believe it when the Bombers wrote to you, as you just said. Yeah, well... Uh, Dick, I was eight and a half at the time, and my father said I'd never been to the football, even though I was an Essendon supporter, and the money was pretty scarce even to go to the football in those days. And uh, I said, oh, I'd love to. So we, and he said, there's a new recruit. They reckon it's the best recruit Essendon's ever recruited, and how right they were, and that was yeah. uh, 1933. Uh, I, I followed them until 1942 when I went into the Army, and uh, I said, gee, I'm going to play with my idol, I hope. Anyway, I, I, I got on the list and I was in the first game and uh, that was it. It took off from there and I, lucky enough, he coached me for nine years. I played in three premierships and seven consecutive gee. grand finals with him. And uh, I just pitched myself every night, you know, to think that Dick Reynolds was my idol. And, and now his grandson, uh, 
is a great mate with my grandson. Uh, Isn't so that just wonderful? And at that particular stage, it was there, but for the grace of God, go I, where a few of your mates might have gone to Geelong or Footscray or North Melbourne and never seen any of the premiership glory that you did. But it was a great decision. Uh, You were a late starter, I suppose, today. You would have been called uh, Jack Jones, a mature age recruit, uh, age 22. It wasn't your fault. You were in active service. But uh, you never played a reserves game, so you must have adapted at the highest level very quickly or more in uh, line, Jack. You had to or you were out. Yeah, well, that's true, Rex, because I hadn't played football for three and a half years. As long as that how long, that's how long I was in the Army. And to go up to Western and play all right, play all right in the practice matches and make the list, and uh, I was lucky enough to get in the first game, and uh, that was it, you know. And uh, how lucky can you be? Not, uh, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. This is Jack Jones, everybody, the wonderful Jack Jones, who many of you have heard on Anzac Day, to celebrate what the great sacrifice was about. But today we're celebrating the football life of Jack Jones, who rightfully takes his place in the greats of our game. Now, Jack, I don't want you to get worried about what I'm going to say next, because I think Tobin Brothers have given up getting you, Okay. All right, Rex. Jack, if there's one word associated with the Tobin brothers, more than any other, it's transparency. And transparency is what you get when you download the Memory Maker from the App Store or Google Play. It means you can check out the many service options available even before you meet with a funeral planner. If it's transparency you want, it's what you'll get at Tobin Brothers Funerals. Jackie, you've got no intention of going down and seeing James and the rest of the crew at the Tobins because you've just uh, seen the third generation of your particular efforts with your first kids come uh, to fruition uh, just recently. Yeah, that's right, Rex. Uh, my granddaughter Sarah gave birth to a, a baby girl last Thursday. And, oh, wonderful. And, uh, well, mum, mum and I are wrapped, you know. We went and had a nurse last Friday, oh, and, and beautiful. she's beautiful. And uh, talking about the Tobin brothers, I had one <laughs> of them living about six doors from me in, in Canterbury, and uh, he just sold up and went a couple of years ago, so I'm glad he's out the way. Yeah, I reckon he might have sold up and gone to Turak, the amount of business <laughs> they're doing. But look, uh, I, look, I'll just let you in. You mightn't have heard the show, but I say most weeks, you know, I go to funerals and, you know, when you get older, you go to a lot of funerals and you really feel sad about your mates and that. But I find out what good blokes they are, you know what I mean? I'm just saying uh, to my people at AFL Live, let's find out what good people they are before we take them a bunch of flowers. And uh, that's what we're doing today, Jack. Thank you very much. Now, in your second year, you uh, you know people can't understand when you finish runner-ups that you might as well finish on the bottom. But you've been there and done that. I know how it feels to win premierships and also to lose them. But in uh, 1947, you lost by the barest of margins, uh, despite kicking, uh, you know, having so many more uh, shots at goal. What are your What are your most vivid memories of that day? And uh, and tell us about your emotions when you didn't get the the final trophy. Well, it was 15 seconds to go, Rex. That's what I can remember more than anything. And Fred Stafford on the half-fourth flank. He, I think he had about two kicks for the day on Norm McDonald. He broke loose, kicked a goal over his shoulder from about 45 yards out, brought it back in the centre, bounced the ball, and the siren went. It was about 15 oh. seconds to go. So we went into the room. We all just laid on the floor. I could, I could see myself there laying and... and uh, the, the grand final was gone, and uh, and like the next year, we kicked 7.27 in the grand trial Goodness final and me. drew with Melbourne. 
Yeah. Goodness me, well, talking about that, uh, you'd go on and win two flags in 49 and 50 back-to-back, but yeah. you played in a forward line consisting of a couple of ordinary players called Coleman and Reynolds, and uh, scouting the packs was a bloke called Hutchison. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a, a few Brownlows and a few legend status amongst that mob. What a lineup that you had alongside you, Jack. Well, uh, they've always said, Rex, and I've always said I was, I was there at the right time. I was probably a bit player to play the 46, 49, 50 grand finals with those champions because when you let out or you, you went for the ball, they'd be there to help you. You kick it to them, and even if it was five yards away, they, they'd always make it. They, they were the ultimate champions, those three players, and, and the next one was naturally uh, James Hurd. They're, they're my first, four best players that ever played with Essendon. Now, Jack, you just leave the bulldust to me, all right? A not-bit player doesn't play 175 games and for 156 goals, three-time premiership player, 133 games in a row, big V representative and excellent Hall of Fame. Jack, I've made a living in 40 years over embellishing things. Just leave me to the smart stuff, all right? You were a star. Oh, thanks very much, Rex. Okay, uh, out of the break, we continue with Jack Jones, folks, uh, and it's lovely to have him on board. And if you've just joined us, Jack Jones, a 175-game veteran for the Bombers, three-time premiership player, 133 games in a row. What about that? Still a record at Essendon. Played for the Big V when it was really, really important to play for the Big V. And honoured by Windy Hill uh, people, for his induction into the Essendon Hall of Fame in 2012. Apart from that, had time to serve nearly two years representing Australia and defending Australia in Bougainville and New Guinea. Jack Jones is a star. And why don't you join us after the break on This Is Your Football Life? You can check us out on Twitter at Rex Football Life. This is all for Tobin Brothers Funerals. And we're celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. And we're celebrating the life and football life of Jack Jones. And he's not down at the Tobin Brothers yet because Jack said they have to wait a little while. But just what a great life it is. And uh, Jack and his beautiful wife have just become... Great grandparents, uh, Sarah Jones, who a lot of you football followers would know, uh, the beautiful young girl on Fox Footy has presented them with their first great grandchild. So, uh, boy or a girl, Jack? A girl, Mila. Mil- uh, oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, lovely. Just, just fantastic. Uh, Jack, uh, did you put that on your Facebook page? No, no way. <laughs> no what way. You, Cut it out. You, what do you make of it? You know what I mean? You and I had to walk a couple of miles to uh, say something to someone or make a long-distance phone call from Essendon to Werribee, and now they're tweeting and Facebooking. And What's happened to the world, Jack? Oh, I don't know, but it's very good. <laughs> On the iPads, uh, my, my two daughters, I'm looking at the baby about 10 times a day, so it's wonderful. Isn't that fantastic? Let's go to your last grand final. It was 1951 before Geelong had... You know, uh, those wonderful, wonderful years under Reg Hickey and Bob Davis and the rest of them. Uh, but that was your sixth straight grand final. Uh, fancy doing that six in a row, Jack. It must have been a great thrill. Yeah, well, it was actually seven, uh, Rex, because, was of it draw- really? because of the drawn one. Oh, the grand drawn final. one, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, there was four of us, Dick, uh, Dick Reynolds, Bill Hutchison, uh, Bill Brigham and myself. 
because the other players were retiring and some were injured and things like that. There's a, there's plenty of others in the side that would have did the same thing, but it, once again, it was the luck of the draw for, for us four. Now, Jack, I'd like to tell you my little bird's been at me again, and uh, if you'd have flown for the mark that John Coleman flew for, you might have busted your knee and uh, you uh, might have been yibbity yibbity, but uh, you heard Coleman come through the pack saying, "Mind, Jonah." Exactly. Take us back at, take us back and explain that because it was a bit like me with Royce Hart when he said, "Get out of the way, Rex." I certainly got out of the way. Yeah, well, that was right. Well, uh, I, I was playing centre half back in uh, 1954. The centre half back was out, so I went down and played centre half back, and then the next week. They put me a centre-half forward, and John kicked 14 goals that, that week against uh, Fitzroy. And the next week, I was still centre-half forward, and uh, Jack Clark was playing in the centre, another legend of the club. And I thought he was kicking it to me, and uh, I started to lead, and I heard this voice behind me say, uh, it's mine, Jonah. And I knew who it was. It was Coley, as we used to call him. Yeah. Uh, he was the vice-captain. He was also the field marshal of the forward line. And I wanted a game next week, so I got out of his way. <laughs> he went up, came down, and never played again. And uh, when I when I uh, tell, when I tell do the tours out at Essendon and, and uh, tell the, the story to all the one-eyed supporters, they say, your fault, Jack. And I said, yeah. oh, yeah, fair enough. Probably might have been too. They're blaming him for one of your losses. Uh, he was rubbed out. Uh, what year was that before a grand final? Uh, 1951. By goodness me, they're talking about big stories in football, you know, about the Essendon supplement saga and the racism jibes and all this sort of stuff and, you know, Carlton salary cap. There's probably every right to suspect that that's in the top five football stories of all time, Jack? I would say so, yes, and uh, the cameras were there outside uh, when when he got his four weeks. He was in the last game uh, at Preachers Park. We were playing Carlton in... And uh, he uh, he got reported, and he got four weeks, and that was uh, that was the last game of the season, and uh, and uh, naturally he didn't play in the grand final, and neither did our number one ruckman. Uh, everybody says we would have won if Coleman had played, but yeah, a lot of them forget about John Gill, a great ruckman in those yeah. times. He well, you did out. have great you did have great ruckman all through there, and then. Uh, I got a uh, an inkling that a guy that used to sell Neptune petrol, who's not with us, I think it's Jeff Leake, was there, and then Don McKenzie, and then the great Simon Madden. Uh, U.S. Essendon people have had marvellous ruckmans. Is, is that, Jack, your thought of how important it is at the start of the game in the centre to have a good man who can get it down to the little blokes like Hutchison and Reynolds and the modern-day blokes now? Yes, uh, Rex. Well, that was uh, Bob McClaw. Bob McClaw was a great ruckman. Yeah, yeah. And he he was in the Navy during the war, and uh, he uh, broke down at Hawthorne in uh, 1950, early 1951, and he was out of that grand final. He played in the three premierships. He was there four and a half years, and I think he played, from memory, about 97 or 98 games. And he, he, he was one of the best ruckmen I've ever seen in the league, actually, Bob. Well, let's get to your tours uh, of Windy Hill. Uh, that's still the base, but uh, the new uh, <clears throat> new development academy is magnificent at Tullamarine. Uh, and two different ovals, one the exact size of the MCG and one the exact size of Etihad. Uh, match conditions are enjoyed or endured uh, during training. You can't do better than that. 
No, well, that's right. And uh, they trained they trained mainly on the the MCG one, and and uh, a lot of people, uh, kids, and that train on the Eddie had. But if we make the finals and we're playing at Eddie had, well, they'll they'll have set plays and everything like that, and and train on the Eddie had oval, whichever pl- uh, side they're playing. In a semi-final like this week, they'll be training on the uh, MCG ground, a size ground. Jack Jones, the absolute legend of the game, and at Windy Hill has joined us on This Is Your Football Life, folks. And if there's a, uh, if you want to just uh, know exactly how hard it was for Jack, just uh, listen to this. It's fantastic. Now, I want to tell you that in 1934, Australia snatched the ashes from England and Tobin Brothers Funerals began serving communities of Victoria. In the 80s, 80 years since Leo, Fonts, Tom and Kevin launched their fledgling funeral business, Tobin Brothers Funeral has served more than 228,000 families and become one of, the, one of Australia's most respected and trusted funeral companies. Tobin Brothers Funerals are celebrating lives and Tobins are going to have to wait, uh, Jack, to get the 228,001th man in that particular box, mate, because you've got no intention at the moment. Oh, not at the moment, Rex. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Tell us, look, you're a delightful man to talk to and you've just been such a lovely subject to cover today. Tell us about your feeling internally when number one in 210... They named your, the Development Academy at Essendon to first and third year players after you. And then in 2012, you were inducted in front of your family to the Essendon Hall of Fame. What an honour, Jack Jones. Yes, I, I was wrapped, especially with the Development Academy. It, you know, I, I meet all the, the young blokes' parents and I talk to them and I take them on the tours and that. And uh, and they, I, I watch what the kids are doing and I, I go in the room after every game and go up and talk to a couple of them that are playing. And uh, to get in the Hall of Fame, I never in my wildest dreams that I'd ever make that. So, yeah, I'm over the moon, Rex. I can't say any more than that. So mum and dad, your mum and dad had six children and, uh, you know, quite a few of them have passed on. And uh, uh, But but uh, your children are all now in their 50s and 60s. Tell us a little bit about them. Oh, yes. Well, uh, I had three. Uh, uh, the oldest was a girl who's 65 now and the youngest is 54, another daughter. And I've got four boys in the middle and... Uh, Three of them were great footballers. One played with, two played with Hawthorne seconds for a little while and the yep. other one played with uh, Footscray seconds. But uh, no, they were great footballers in the country, uh, Tony and John and, and Peter. They're they, they pretty good, but uh, uh, they, they were looking more at business than what they were at football. Jack, <clears throat> under no circumstances do I want to put any pressure on you. What can you make of all this Windy Hill business at the moment? I'm getting sick of it. Well, I am too because I don't know anything about it. When you don't know anything about anything, it it, it makes you wild. It's all hearsay, and uh, I keep out of all that. All the, when I go out to Essendon, uh, I don't talk to the staff about it, and they don't talk to me about it, and I just raise it from my mind and and just hope that it'll go away. Surely, it's been going on too long at the moment. It's amazing the world that we live in now, Jack. You've been on the planet a lot longer than me, and uh, the fact is that. What did we do as kids? We never had television, we never had mobile phones, we never had social media, uh, we never had things to smoke or take to make you better. Uh, if we wanted to feel good, we ate good food and we drank water out of the tap and we got into the garden, we left our bikes outside, <laughs> milk bars. 
it was a different world, Jack, but I suppose old blokes like you and uh, less old blokes like me have just got to accept the fact that we've had our time. Yes, yeah, it's certainly a different world nowadays, and uh, you've got to lock your door every time you go out now, otherwise it might be anything left when you come back. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, so, uh, well, it's been just a delight to talk to you, Jack, and, uh, you know, I ask everyone this, uh, you know, what's been the highlight of your football career? Oh, probably playing with the Bombers and playing in those three premiership sides. That was that was wonderful. And uh, there's three of us left. Uh, only uh, four of us left uh, at the moment. And uh, Harold Lambert, Noel Allenson, and Tedley Hayne are all good footballers. Yes. And we get together at past players dinners and uh, Hall of Fame dinners and things like that. Jack, and, the, and it's great the, to remember. The, yeah. Jack, before I let you go, the thing that really warms my heart is the way the modern football club at Essendon and these young kids recognise you for your contribution and that you are as much an Essendon person as anybody, and you must feel good about that. Yes, I was just saying to the driver coming in today, the, uh, the, my daughters say I'm spoiled out of the Essendon Football Club. The, girls... the, dr- the driver, Jack, I told them to get a train ticket for you. <laughs> the driver, Jack, yeah. God, it's yeah. like a rat with a gold tooth, Jack Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Any, any rate, they, 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 they spoil me rotten out there. They're wonderful girls. They're all like me. Uh, the, the girls especially like me, like me granddaughters. Not as good as me granddaughters, but not no. far behind. Jack, I've had a ball. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I know hundreds of thousands of people around the nation and the world today have enjoyed reminiscing with you, Jack Jones. And thank you for your time. And thank you, Rex. Good to catch up with you. If you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview with Jack Jones, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life. And I can tell you now, this has been This Is Your Football Life, thanks to Tobin Brothers who are celebrating lives. And James, you're going to have to wait a little while before Jack's ready to celebrate his life in a box. Why don't you join us next week, folks, from 7.30am Sunday morning on 1116 SEN. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.